0: work through the growing pains and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Well, hey there, hey. In today's episode, we are talking about all things email related. Now, whether you're writing emails for your own business or supporting your clients in their email marketing, this info is going to be gold because email is such an essential part of an overall marketing strategy because it's one of the most direct ways for you to connect with your audience. And it really also creates an opportunity to build an authentic relationship with those who are reading your emails. Here to dive into email with us is the extraordinary Kate Doster. Not only did she start her own freelance copywriting business, but she also created online courses, eBooks, coaching packages, all the things, all about email marketing, copywriting, tech, and online business. And on top of that, as if it wasn't enough, (laughs) she has a podcast called Inbox Besties that you should definitely check out if you still wanna learn more about email marketing after listening to today's episode. So let's go ask Kate how she writes emails so good, her audience licks the screen. Kate, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. I was on yours like ages ago.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 80 million. I looked at the archives. I think it was like, so it was dinosaur years, but I believe it was all of 2018 when we were both on a summit.
0: Yes. Okay. So it wasn't like, a, it felt like ages ago. I feel like we're both light years away from where we used to be at our businesses yes. and all that stuff from now until then. So anyway, I'm glad you're here and I'd love for you to tell us more about who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. So I am Kate Doster of katedoster.com and I have a podcast called Inbox Besties where we talk all about email marketing. I think there are a lot of people that like to talk about Instagram and Facebook and things that you definitely need to have and everyone will talk a lot about growing a big email list. And if you look at those list building courses, there's like maybe a bonus module about a welcome series, but no one is actually taking the time to teach people how to communicate what's in their head and get it out to people in a way that does not feel gross, in a way that people are excited to give you money. I literally am like, I cannot make this up. I literally yesterday, no, it was two days ago, had somebody stalking me on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> just to give me money to get into my course. Like this can happen. Yeah, And I think that a lot of people are kind of intimidated by that. So we handle like the actual, like nitty gritty strategic stuff. And we're going to talk about that here. Like, okay, this is how you write stuff. This is a little bit of sales psychology, but the people that I know both of us help and your support staffs and definitely the people listening to this podcast, it really happens to be a lot of ethical entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. who have issues with selling in general. So you combine selling with something that they already hate, like writing, and you shove those things together and it's like (laughs) asking somebody to go to the DMV after they had a whole bunch of bad Taco Bell or Del Taco, like, (laughs) and then they have the wrong form. (laughs) So I think that's what a lot of people have this mentalness around writing and selling. So we break that all out and it just, we make it fun. Everyone's like, when people get in my sphere, they're like, I legitimately have fun with my email list now. I'm like, you should have always had fun with it. That's (laughs) the point. Because yeah, I really wanted to talk about what if it's not your email list? What if you're doing it for somebody else's email list today?
0: That is a fantastic segue because that's exactly what I want to talk about too. So, yeah. <laughs> we I know that a lot of times, especially when I was working with newer um, entrepreneurs and everything, you know, like I was their only person for a while. So, they didn't have the budget mm-hmm. yet to go out and hire a copywriter to do all the copy for any time they wanted to launch something or even when they just wanted to communicate with their email list sometimes. And so, you you know, I, I would try not to be the person writing because it's not necessarily my favorite thing, but a lot of times I would end up in that support role writing for them. So for those of us who may not feel super confident all the time in our writing ability, especially for others, how do we even start that process? Okay, so like I said, I'm so glad.
1: And I think that this can also mm-hmm. pertain to technically your business. Mm-hmm. So before I started teaching email marketing, I was actually a copywriter with a W. I'm making the whatever sign, <laughs> just so you guys know. Meaning, like I don't handle like lawsuits and trademarks and any of that sort of stuff. I write words that make people do stuff, whether it is slap a button on the internet, whether it is go to Del Taco. <laughs> like it is to inspire people to take action. So That Just so that way we all know, like, this is my background. I'm not someone who got, like, a famous pin of, like, set up a resource library. And now, like, I'm an email (laughs) guru. No, like, this is what I got paid to do for other people. So the first thing that you need to do, especially if you're writing for a client, this might sound odd, is you need to start recording your Zoom calls with them and your interactions. You have to listen to their cadence of their voices and the words that they say. Where it becomes really easy is if the person you're supporting happens to have a podcast or YouTube channel, then you can binge listen to your day's content. And what ends up happening is you actually start hearing them in your head saying stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand that maybe you haven't been with your client that long, so you can't think the way they think. Which is why it's really important that you're recording these calls. And we're gonna talk about some questions that you can ask them. But honestly, anything, if you're responsible for writing their copy that you can listen to to hear their voice, it's gonna be huge. That's how you get yourself to sound like them. Cause it's like, oh yeah, it's like, you know, Susan's just like coming through me on the keyboard today. She would definitely say this. Yeah. So that way you can look back. A lot of what copywriting actually is, is research. I think that everyone like, oh, I have to have a way with words and I need to be a wordsmith. Those people actually don't necessarily do the best (laughs) at (laughs) writing. It's usually people, I'm going to give you a hot secret. It's usually people that are either into TV or want to be a screenwriter that do the best at copy because you're dealing with people. So like I'm going to give you homework, like go and binge watch, like some of your favorite shows, see how you can tell, even if a character, like if you couldn't hear their voice, you would know it's them. It's like, Oh, that's such a, we'll use a data example. Oh, that's such a Miranda thing to say. Like, that's what you're going for because you're going for, how do people talk? How do they interact? So that's, I'm going to give you the assignment to go watch some television. (laughs) Like, I'm like, yeah, that's so exciting. The second thing that you want to do besides actually listening to your person, getting them to record stuff and not record stuff like, oh, can you read me your blog post you wrote? Like you need a conversation mm-hmm. with them. is research, 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 especially when you're writing for other people. So the best copy actually comes from your audience's mouth and not your own brain. So now you don't have to worry about being clever, and we'll talk about additional hacks at the end. And I've got a gift for you guys to help polish everything together. But it is going to Amazon and reading what people are saying about books on the topic that the person you support has to offer. It's going into Facebook groups where your clients, ideal clients, would be hanging out very meta, and literally looking to see like, what are they ranting about? What turn of freezes are you hearing people say, like constantly over and over again? And put those things down on paper. Anytime that I was writing for a client, I would always make sure that like 98% of my job was research. So that way I can get in such the head of their community and in the person that I'm writing for community, it just flows. Now, naturally... Hopefully you guys are working for entrepreneurs you like and you dig their energy and vibe. So it's not necessarily that hard. So that's where 98% of your time is going (laughs) to be spent is in research. And sometimes when you're reading those Amazon reviews or you're looking in Facebook groups and you're searching for things like rant or just the general topic of whatever it is, someone's going to have a turn of phrase that you're just like, that's awesome. So somebody, this was years ago, in a Facebook group. I don't even think it's around anymore. They literally said, "I'm a fresh baked blogger, and I don't know what to do about X." And I'm like, "Fresh baked—that's the best <laughs> phrase ever." So like, that goes in like your little swag bag of words. It's like if you hear me say like "spine tingling" or "toe curling," you might be like, "I like that word." Or "propel." So you're gonna start putting this bank of things on there. So that's why you don't have to have so much pressure of like, "Oh my goodness, like, how am I gonna write a great headline?" well, you're going in there and you're seeing, cause there's cash and complaining. You can make mm. that a tweetable if you want. <laughs> <laughs> there's cash and complaining. So if you see people like, oh, and we're just going to use blogging as an example, because yeah. it's, easy. it's like, oh, you know, I want to start a blog or I've been blogging, but no one's coming. So like, literally it's like, okay, I'm going to rip that headline because my client sells a blogging course. And it's like, have you been blogging forever, but nobody is coming, mm. even though you're doing all the right things. And it's like, oh, like, okay, <laughs> I get it. And then the third thing when it comes to this, so after you're really listening to your person and after you're really doing research, it's just sort of piling it all together and giving yourself permission to have a chunk of marble. So the truth is, is that great copy isn't technically written or sadly researched. It's actually edited. So like what I tell my students, cause I teach them all about email marketing in particular, but it goes to all the copy. is that you need to edit in the awesome. So like no one's coming up with these phrases off the top of their head, even myself. I literally will have to write a flimsy sentence like build a business of your dreams. Well, what does a business of their dreams look like for your clients or your own people? So like for my people, they do not want to jet set off to Paris. They don't want to have a fleet of VAs in the Philippines doing their stuff so they can have their Lambos. Like- They want to, and so this is in my copy and everyone's like, you got me, Kate, because I researched you and I know you and I can get in your mindset. They want to be able to go to Whole Foods, get whatever they want, raspberries that are organic and out of season. They want the grass-fed beef. They want the ghee. They want to get everything that they want, slap down their debit card at the checkout and not care at all. Like They don't want to bat an eyelash. That's my person's ideal life. <laughs> That's what they're looking yes. for. They'll dream bigger a little bit later, but right now it is not letting cash dictate any type of decision. Mm-hmm. And so what you want to do, especially if you're writing email and it's sales email in particular or a sales page or even like a, an Instagram post that you're trying to get engagement for. If something sounds generic and like, I don't want to say bullcrapish on the show, mm-hmm. but if it <laughs> feels like that, then you want to ask yourself, how does that thing physically show up? for people. Mm. So it's literally writing email. This was for myself, but you can do this for your client when you get to know them better. This is why I got to talk to them. And I was talking about one of my mentors. She has a program that's going to be opening up. And I talked about how I was following this other person who was like really type a and super regimented and all this sort of stuff. And I wanted to show the juxtaposition of how like, that's just not me. If y'all could see my desk, you'd be like, Oh, that's not her <laughs> <laughs> I'm behind this right now. And I'm like, Something for myself that just always rang true between the two different types of people in the world is I could care less if my socks match. Like that's how I know I am not type A. I do not care. One can be blue, one can be purple. As long as one's not fuzzy and one's not like an athletic sock, I do not care. Life is too short to have matching socks and to worry about it. And I feel like I got so many replies back just about the socks. It was just one little sentence. Everyone was very happy about going into my mentors-free stuff. So that's very exciting but it's those little tiny things of how can I relate this to something real? How can I relate this outside of my industry? How can I make my client or even my own, because again, you've got to get your OB clients in the first place, make them feel like this chick gets me or this gentleman gets me like she's my type of person. And it's those little tiny things like that, those turning those into those, we call them Moments in my life. (laughs) So it's turning them into those moments that really just grabs the copy. But you don't have to do them right off the bat. You can add them in afterwards. Another thing, and in the free gift, we'll go a little bit more into it, but I'm trying to think a lot of times, especially, they'll have support um, workers. I hate saying support workers, but they'll have their OB (laughs) staff or their VAs, right? like the emails that go for like, say their podcast is out or their blog mm-hmm. post is out as opposed to writing a launch sequence. Cause they want to hire a copywriter for that, which is fine. Interact with the copywriter as much as you can. So like, can I have your research files? Like, <laughs> be, be nice to them and see if they'll give you their research files. Cause they should have one. You want to include a little bit of intrigue in those emails. So besides being like, you know, in this blog post, you're going to learn how to lose weight and incorporate more spinach. It's, you know, how can I make this sound more enticing? How can I get just a little bit of curiosity, but ultimately them knowing they're going to be a better person for reading this article. So it's like, you know, learn the you know, five-step methods for zipping fat. We're also going to cover how to have green smoothies if you hate spinach. So you're going to add a little bit of intrigue. And usually when I do this, I do it. And it doesn't necessarily matter too much formatting-wise, but I'll try to have like three or four bullet points of the things that they're going to get out of actually reading the blog post, because the truth is, even though a blog post is free or a video is free or a podcast is free, you still have to sell the free. Mm -hmm. People are literally paying with you with their most important resource, which is their life force, because they're not going to get back time. And so you need to snap them out of being, it's like, you know, I know you're worried about A, B, C, and D and missing this and having a really bad day. But you know what? You came to my client or me, whoever is Mm -hmm. writing this, because you wanted to learn how to cut your Facebook ads in half. And I'm telling you, this is how we are going to do it. And that's like, oh, that's right. I did care about that sort of stuff. And this is interesting. Like I haven't heard anyone say it's like the ABC method of doing this. Let me check it out. So those are the things that you want to do. research. You want to listen to your client a lot, actually talk. That's really key because copy is conversational. Mm-hmm. I cannot tell you how many people will send me messages and they're like, I feel like we're best friends. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to you in real life. I'm like, cause you are like it is. And like, spoiler alert, if you really hate writing, but your like person really, really wants you to, then maybe you literally talk out the email that you would write for your client in their voice. You can use something like Google. Google Docs has voice to text. You go to tools, do it that way. I talk a little bit too fast for it, so it doesn't work all the time. For me, that takes way more effort. You could always, until you get more comfortable writing, you could talk out the message that you want to send about your client's blog post or even, you know, a launch that they're doing and send it off to get transcribed by somebody just so you can see it and tidy it up. But don't let it like, be like, oh, I've got to write this email or, oh, they're going to be mad at me if like open rights don't happen or click through rates don't happen. They're not. Email is a long game. And so if you are responsible for that, like your person should know that's like, oh, okay. Like I understand that everything is gonna have a hundred percent open rate. And that's okay because I'm getting some replies back. And that's how I know emails are hitting.
0: I Love. Okay, <laughs> everything that you just said is. <laughs> First of all, I love the research piece, and I also love the the talking it out with the client. I don't think that I've I've done that in the past, but when I'm thinking about in terms of like my own email list and my own nurture sequence, I know that I get that feedback a lot about the same that you got about like, oh, I feel like I'm just talking to my best friend, right? And I think that it's because when I write for myself. I do start it out as like, I use a lot of hashtags because I do that in, you know, in person. So I'll do a lot of like hashtag all the things and stuff like that. And that just makes me feel like, oh, we're sitting down and having coffee and like chatting about the thing. So, oh, that's amazing, all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And the more
1: that you're with your client, the more that you'd be like, yeah, that's, that's how she would say. (laughs) And even then, I think that it's really important if you are, you know, in charge of email, if they ask you every once in a while, ask them to read it. And mm-hmm. just give you feedback. It's not to say that you suck. Like your ego is not so fragile. It cannot handle it. It is because you want constructive feedback. It can be something as simple as like, if you've never noticed it, asking your client, like, when you like meet people or walk into a room, do you say like, hey, or what's up or hey, hey, or hello there? Like, well, it feels more like you. Mm-hmm. And adding those little tiny touches are going to help a lot.
0: Yeah. Love that. So you were saying that we were going to talk a little bit more about like what questions to ask too. Did we Mm -hmm. cover that or can we cover that real quick? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So like everything, it depends
1: on the goal of the email Mm -hmm. and what you're going to sell. So when you are talking to the person that you're going to be supporting again, even if, and you need to express this to them. Cause I know they're like, well, I hired you cause I don't have time, but like an hour conversation can be golden because you're going to need less feedback in the future. So just remind them of this. Mm-hmm. So some things that you want to literally ask them about the question that we just had, it's like, if you just walk into a room, like, what are you going to say? Or like, how would you greet your friends? Like, Oh, what's up? What's that? You know, when something goes, well, what do you say? Like, are you a cool person or an awesome phrase or a wicked person? And then you really just want them to be like, tell me about your subscribers or tell me about your audience. Mm-hmm. And they might come off with, well, her name is Kathy and she has a BMW and like all this, <laughs> but she really wants this. Like you might get that. And then you got to ask, why are you so passionate about your people? Mm-hmm. And that's when you're going to start to see them light up. That's when the expression's going to come out. Why do you care so much about productivity? And then you're really going to be able to see their passion come through and their true voice come through and how they talk. And they're just like, that's it. And so then you keep on going. If you, they have asked you to, oh, you know, just throw together like a welcome series for me, because that could potentially happen. It's like, again, you need to ask them, well, what's your goal of your welcome series? Mm -hmm. You just want people. And as they're talking, you're doing double duty because you're hearing how they talk about things. It's like, do you want to just be known? Like, oh, I want to be known as the Instagram stories queen. Like that's what I want to be known for. Okay. So then you're going to make sure that the welcome series has things that really point to their clout and authority. So it's going to be a couple of major blog posts that they've done, any type of guest interview or even summit they've been on. But if their goal is to sell, say, an Instagram stories course, then while you might want to include like, oh, it would be like a casual mention. So it'd be like, oh, when I was you know, getting interviewed at Business Insiders, they had asked me how to do this. And then you would just give them the tip in the email because it was a casual mention. Whereas if you want them to go to Business Insiders, then you're going to go. And then it's like, oh, and in the next email, we'll talk about this. And then that's when you have the course. So you really need to know what's their goal Mm -hmm. for sending their email. How do they want to interact with their people? Sometimes they're like, I don't know. I just need to send stuff. (laughs) And then that's when your research of your audience comes through and your knowing of your client. Or you'll ask them, and I think this is a really great question, and sometimes people can't answer it, but you can ask them, like, what do they think is a great email? They might stumble. But then you can be like, whose emails do you always open? And they're going to tell you, and they're going to light up again. They're like, oh my goodness, anytime that Talisha sends an email, <laughs> like I open it, I read it, I feel like she's just talking to me. And they'll even tell you if something doesn't feel like them. It's like, I love how she uses like hashtags, all the thing, but like, <laughs> that's not really what I would say. I'd probably right. do it like this. So get them talking. Oh, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what sort of hit you like that? So that way you have sort of all of this data and eventually you'll start to hear the cadence. I talk a lot. I talk fast and I interrupt myself. So I literally interrupt myself in my email. I have parentheses like all of the time and I have no shame in that because that's the way that I am. I love side comments. It reminds me very much of the comedian Jim Gaffigan. Yes. Oh my goodness, who's this guy? Like that's me all the time. That's why they're in there.
0: Ah, Paul, you are amazing and you're knocking my socks off and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening right now is like enjoying this as much as I am. So, so okay. I would love to know a couple more things, two more questions. First of, of all, if somebody is just starting out, maybe they are, and you've kind of answered this. So I, I think I already know what you're going to say, but I always ask okay. this question at the end. What is the one thing they can do this week to kind of improve how they're writing emails for their clients?
1: I'd say to download the gifts that we're going to give them, but that's a
0: little (laughs) presumptuous.
1: I would say it's probably two things. One, if you have any qualms about writing, just get over it. Mm Because you're not writing, you're editing, and you guys are creative problem solvers. That's why you became a support staff. So realize that your first draft is supposed to be bad, but if you do not have five sentences to turn into better sentences, it's never going to work. So give yourself permission to just like write something and be like, yeah, this kind of stinks. Mm -hmm. The second thing is definitely, especially if you are writing for clients is to just have conversations with whoever you are supporting. I think that that is huge. Listen to, like I said, their podcasts, their videos, any sort of thing like that. So that way you can really get their voice and their cadence down. And this isn't something they can do today, but this is if for some reason they're like, oh, I need a launch sequence or sales page. like, I don't write those things. (laughs) Ask them if you can get in front of their audience to actually interview anybody that they've had in beta, anything of that. If you actually have, there's episode that Lindsay had done about like surveys and quizzes that we were talking about, get your hands on that data. It's like, oh, you like we've set this up in your courses, right? And then if not, now you've got another project to work on to set those things up, <laughs> and then actually comb through that data. But you That's can do it; fantastic. you can absolutely do it.
0: And can you tell us more about the free download that you have for us? Because I think that would be awesome and so helpful.
1: Sure. So again, being the talker and rule breaker that I am, it's actually a little mini course. Though it does technically have a PDF, and it's actually pulled from my signature course, Love Your List, where we have a whole huge module dedicated to copywriting, but we have one video. It's probably, sorry guys, probably about 22-ish minutes where it goes over mechanical copywriting hacks. Things like to not sound like a robot, use contractions. Mm-hmm. If you can say it in two words, do that instead of 10. It talks a lot more about the aspects of editing in the awesome. So that way I'm not just shooting us out there with cut yourself some slack and listen to your boss. There's some more tactical things. I think that we actually talk a little bit about formatting in that as well. So you can head on over to katedoster.com forward slash copy hacks. You can do it with yes or without, I mean, I'm going to make sure both links actually <laughs> work and that will give you some more mechanical
0: Things to work on as well. Awesome. And where can we find you in the online space?
1: Sure. So you can definitely, any place you're listening to this, search for inbox besties, and that'll be all the podcasts. You can always head over to katedoster.com. If your person was like, oh, you're just in charge of email, or you have your own email list and they'll just send them stuff, you can go to katedoster.com forward slash the number two and then years, and that will give you two years worth of strategically planned out email topics. So it's like, if it's week one in January, send this, week two, this. And even if you're just using them as a starting point and you want to mix up the weeks, you are like, these questions stink. You can, (laughs) but at least it gives you a place to start from. So that way you don't have a blank screen for nowhere.
0: This has been amazing, Kate. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye, everybody. That's it for this week's episode Make sure you head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You're doing a great job.